You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Story Shout Podcast. My name is Kelsey Jones. I am your host. And today I'm joined by Mark Traphagen. Mark is a longtime friend of mine, marketing colleague. I think we first met at maybe some digital marketing conferences and then from there have just managed to stay in touch. So, Mark, I'm so glad that you came on today. Thank you, Kelsey. It's, it's great to connect with you. As we were saying before the recording started, you know, we said, like, it's been so long, but then we said, we say that to everybody these days. Yes. <laughs> For those hearing us who are just, you know, in that period of vaccination and beginning to come out of the shell of COVID. So, um, yeah, it's good to, good to see anyone and especially good to see you. Yes. Thank you. I know. It just, I feel like everybody I've been talking to lately, um, I've said, I haven't seen you in how long? Two years, a year. So, yeah, it's been great. Um, so, I know. We picked out something specific to talk about. So what do you suck at, Mark, that you want to talk about? <laughs> so many things. Uh, yeah, the list is endless. But uh, yeah, when, when you sent me the question, I think the thing that came to mind, and I did uh, actually go out, and this is, I think, a great thing to have. I have friends that I trust well enough to go to and say something like, you know, what do, what do I suck at? And you won't hurt my feelings. And they were, you know, they were kind but blunt, which I appreciated, and yeah. they kind of corroborated the thing that I was thinking. The first thing that came to mind, and it's the whole area of having to be right, uh, in an obsession with being right, and not so much being right myself. Although I'm sure that's, that's involved in it, you know, or wanting to think that I'm right about things, I've got the right idea, I've got the right <laughs> take on everything. Um, but then that how that extends into the social sphere and especially online of uh, feeling a need to uh, correct something if I see that it's wrong and then getting so uh, what my friends observed is like sometimes getting so passionate about that and you know, begin a debate that I can become uh, not kind. <laughs> I can become, you know, kind of terse and, uh, and you know, I've, I've had, I've lost friends on occasion. Hmm. Uh, over that. So it's, you know, it's, it's really hurtful. And yeah, so it's like, you know, I've been trying to explore the roots of that and why that need to, uh, to be right and make sure others are right too. Yeah, that's a really good one. Because I feel like, um, especially with last year, everything, and last year being 2020, um, everything with politics and COVID and Black Lives Matter, I think, you know, no matter what side you're on, if you feel passionate about that side, I think it, it was just in the air, so to speak, of like there was going to be a lot of um, difficult conversations and even arguments online. I mean, it was just the perfect storm. And so it's really hard when you feel passionate about something um, and somebody's just saying an outright lie not to want to correct them. Um, cause I, I definitely have been there too. I mean, I see, you know, maybe it's my mom's friend or my uncle's, you know, cousin that has added me on Facebook and they're just, it's not necessarily an opinion. It's like, they're saying things that are outright lies. And I totally understand the frustration of just saying, no, you're not even, that's not even a fact. Um, it's really mm -hmm. hard to, to not do that. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it helps me make a distinction. Because when I think about this, where I think this is most hurtful in my life and where I feel the worst about it is really not those situations. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes if somebody's like spreading outright 
falsehoods or lies or misinformation, um, I don't feel guilty at all about uh, <laughs> stepping in and you know telling them that's B- that's BS or something like that. Like you know, in social justice issues, things like that, you know, I'll stand up. If somebody cuts me off because of a stand on that, like I don't, you know, that doesn't uh, affect me or that doesn't make me feel bad. Sadly, what I'm more talking about is getting into situations where it's it's at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. It's silly. It can be an issue in our industry, you know, something like, you know, argument about, you know, uh, I'm, I happen to be in the search engine optimization industry, as you, as you have been for many years. And uh, anybody that has any familiarity with that knows um, there's a certain amount that we know and that right. Google and other search engines tell us, or we can, you know, pretty firmly by our own testing and experimentation, but there's huge areas that are just opinion and it's just experience. Yeah. And it's just your best guess. And I have some strong feelings in some of those areas and I've gotten into, you know, I'm just using other areas of life, but it, I'm just using that as an example where I've gotten into debates to the point of, of people getting hurt and people unfollowing me or unfriending me. Um, and when I stand back the next day and look at it, this is like, that was not an issue to, kill a friendship. On. It was not, that's where it really, you know, hurts in my heart is when I know I've done that, where I've, you know, I've become offensive and, and become argumentative to the point where I drive someone away. Uh, and it's over something that, you know, sure it's important to us from an academic standpoint or work standpoint, but again, not something that's worth uh, hurting someone else over. Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay. I get that. You know, i uh, so I don't know if you're familiar, but there's an author and a speaker named uh, Wayne Dyer, and he has so many great books for anyone listening who hasn't heard of him. Um, a lot of his stuff is about law of attraction, which I totally love. But I specifically remember in one of his books, he said, um, you know, when you're arguing like that, that's your ego. And like you had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be right. Um, so there yeah. must be something not to not to get too like deep on this podcast, but something like within you that you just want to be right. I mean, maybe, you know, p- so many people have told you you're wrong for a long time. Or I know for me, um, as a woman in the industry, there's been times when I've had my opinion um, in person, even, and people have, have just not taken me seriously and have said it's because I'm a woman. And so I do have a need to feel like I have to prove myself almost by showing that I'm right. And so it, it can be difficult to to pick your battles and decide what's worth fighting about, mm-hmm. so to speak, air quotes online and, and what's worth letting go. I mean, have you, have you found like a good middle ground and has, has there been times where you wanted to argue and you did not Well, I'd like to think I am getting better at that. Um, and I, 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 I certainly still fail at it. I still slip into it. But it's this self-awareness and the help of friends. You know, I mentioned earlier that I had friends that I went to, but it wasn't totally a surprise what they said when I was talking about this coming on this podcast, because it's things that they've talked to me about before, because they're really good friends. And they see this and they hurt for me. They see me getting these situations. And, you know, partners I've had in life and things like that have also, you know, called this out on me. So it's becoming aware of it. You know, and becoming self-aware about it and, and seeing yourself. So what I've seen, you know, maybe over the last year or so is uh, I wish it was all the time, but it's not, but more frequently, I think where I'm able to catch myself or I'm just about to type that thing in <laughs> yeah. or get into an argument or, or take it to the next level or, you know, say something insulting. And I stop myself. And I think for a moment, 
you know, is that really what you want to say? Is that the effect that you want to have out in the universe? And so I find myself able to catch myself and not do it. And even to the point of like, this is hugest growth, sometimes just not responding at all. Right. You know, somebody comes back with something that I feel like is personal or like that, like, and just like, you know what, I'm just going to, just going to let that go. Anybody knows me or follows me closely online knows I still fail at that, but I think I'm catching it more than I used to. It just, again, starts with kind of just being honest with yourself and self-aware. Do you think that it being online makes it easier to fall into that trap? I mean, I, I'd like to think knowing you, you wouldn't necessarily have those types of really heated conversations in person just because I've always seen you as as a very calm, like reassuring presence, I guess to say. Um, do you think it's it's easier online to get into those so-called unnecessary arguments? Oh my gosh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like usually I, I can, uh, you know, maybe count on one hand if that many, like the number of arguments or fights that I've had that got to the extent that of hurtfulness and, and dis- disconnection that I've, you know, compared to what I've had online. Um, whereas I'm, online I've had, you know, more than I want to count. <laughs> uh, and I think it's that, you know, I mean, there's one factor is that, you know, this has been often discussed is the, you know, the, the illusion of anonymity. Um, there've been these studies that show, you know, like aggressive, you can compare it to aggressive driving on the highway. You know, oftentimes they find like aggressive drivers or somebody who, you know, acts aggressively on the road is somebody in like in real life, like people are surprised, like that's the, he's the you know gentlest person in the world, you know. Um, but there's that feeling of like you're inside this big hunk of metal, yeah. and everybody else is inside their big hunk of metal. And they, they, it's a depersonalization. But I think the other factor of it is that you know you don't get the you don't get the feedback cues, the human cues. You know, uh, if you and I are talking in person and it starts to get a little heated or something like that, I can tell that so right. quickly and I can tell that I'm hurting you or that, you know, and, and, and those cues, like I'm a very empathetic and uh, sympathetic person in person. So like when I'm getting those kind of cues in person, I'm going to back off when quickly and apologize or, or back down or calm it down or make a joke, something like that. You don't get those cues online, unfortunately, until it's too late. You know, the cue usually comes when you see block, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oops, <laughs> and now it's too late. Yeah. Do you think, and this is probably just my experience, I don't know if you have the same, but I feel like a little more defensive now that I've had, um, I think, 13 years of experience in the industry. So I feel like because I have a lot of experience, if someone tries to challenge me that Hmm. it maybe just started, I feel like I would be more defensive. Like I know what I'm talking about. I've literally done this. You know, I would feel a lot more defensive if it was someone that, I didn't know how much experience they had, or I know they're newer. Do, do you feel the same? Oh yeah. It's so easy to slip into that, you know, that do, you know, talk about ego. Like, do you know who I am? Uh, kind <laughs> of, <laughs> it was just, just horrible, you know, to do, but if it's a new, newer person, they very well may not know who I am, you right. know, and, and, and even to rely on that, like it's, you know, it, it it's a, it's a logical fallacy to say like, you know, just because, uh, yeah, you should allow for something. You know, if somebody's had a lot of experience, something like that. You give them some benefit of the doubt or deference. But just to say, like, I should be listened to in every argument, or you know, I'm always right because you know I have so many more years' experience than you is is not fair and unfair to that. So again, it's that thing of being able to uh, 
it might be a good point to bring up, actually. Uh, you mentioned an author in a book that you like, uh, something that's had a profound effect on me in the last uh, year and a half or so. is a book uh, called Training and Compassion and uh, by... Uh, Looking for the, I forgot the author's name. I'm looking over the books right over here. So I always keep it by my side. But it's a book, uh, a guy named Norman Fisher, who uh, is a very, very well known interpreter of Zen Buddhism in the Western uh, mode. So okay. it's you know it's it's a great secular approach to the traditions of, of Zen Buddhism. And the very title of the book says it. You know, training and compassion. It's that um, compassion for yourself and compassion for others that being able to step back from every situation you're in and, and view it apart from your emotions, apart from your not denying those things are all there, but being able to take a step back and view everything with compassion and come to it in that way. uh, You know, I've so, so, so far from really uh, doing that. But as he says in the book, the, the main thing is being on the path. And every time you slip, you just, that's a reminder that I'm on the path. You, when you're on a path, sometimes your foot slips. Right. That's okay. You're on the path. And that's the, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's great. Do you think um, your frustration at people online is because of maybe something that happened that day? Like for instance, if you were already having a bad day and, and you saw someone that was objectively like sh- saying BS, what, are you more likely to to get into an argument with them because of other things that have been going on in your day? Or does that not affect it as much? It, it does. I mean, I'm probably more likely there's that, you know, the, that old uh, cliche of the kick the dog syndrome, you know, where, uh, you know, the boss yells at the, and the husband at work, husband comes home, yells at the wife, the wife gets, you know, angry at the kids and the kid kicks the dog. You yeah. know, it's like the poor dogs, they're like, what did I yeah. do? <laughs> so, you know, they're, you know, we all are subject to that, but I don't want to lean on that because I don't, I think that can be a crutch to say, oh, that's what it is. Right. I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. Uh, that can make it worse or make it more likely to happen. But um, I've done it when I'm having a perfectly good day. It's, it's deeper rooted. And I think, you know, we've been talking so much about ego uh-huh. and it's so rooted in that, you know, I think it's rooted in, and I'm not trying to um, psychoanalyze myself here, but it gets, you know, almost certainly deeper rooted in uh, certain insecurities. No matter what I project of myself yeah. as a secure and confident individual, deep down inside, there are definite uh, in- insecurities and, you know, probably traumas from past experience, uh, childhood, things like that, that um, one thing you mentioned, I'll, I'll just uh, mention this because you know you mentioned your experience as a woman mm-hmm. um, in, in the industry, which is you know I see all the time. You know, uh, you know, and probably a lot of some people know, hearing this will know that you know I'm uh, I'm queer. I'm out. You know, I'm an LGBTQ plus person. Mm-hmm. Been out for several years. Been out public in the industry, uh, and that you know finally being out, and I'm in my 60s, um, has been a tremendous experience and a lot of freedom. But it's also surfaced a lot that, you know, being 40 plus years in the closet, you know, I'm sure there's no way that I don't have insecurities and uh, reaction mechanisms, things like that, that are from that. And I I don't want to blame my behavior on that by any means. But I think it's important to be aware of those things that, uh, you know, it causes to be, again, as we were talking about earlier, it's it's so much about self-awareness. The more aware you are, of who you are and what there may be in your life, the, uh, the more you're prepared to recognize it when it's coming up and, and deal with it. Yeah. I think 
I mean, all we all are are just sums of our experiences. So everybody's like that. And I think it's hard, though, when you see something online that you vehemently disagree with to put yourself in that person's shoes. Because at the time, you know, I've had situations where I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, what? Where is their line of reasoning? Like, where could they even come from to get that? And I think it is really difficult, especially online and not knowing people personally, um, either just with a relationship with them or uh, just seeing them in person to even get a frame of reference of understanding. Because I think if I have an understanding of where could someone could come to that conclusion, then I'm a lot less likely to get really pissed off. But if I absolutely don't even know where they came up with that, it's a lot more difficult to remain calm. At least that's what I've seen in my experience. Very much the same. Like I get, you know, one of the things that I know can set me off more than more than anything is illogic. Yeah. You know, if I see somebody who's just like really, using really flawed reasoning and then doubling down yes. in it, that's when I can uh, and the. It's not, again, wrong necessarily to call that out, but where it comes bad is I can so quickly slip into uh, snarkiness uh-huh. on that and, and mockery. You know, I, I just quickly remember an example back in the Google Plus and Google Authorship days, which is where, you know, I became pretty well known in the industry through all that. I'm doing some deep explorations on that. You know, we had done, uh, the company has that extensive testing on on the whole thing and you know, feel like we could speak with some confidence as, uh, to a lot of the myths that were out there. There were a lot of SEOs at the time that believed like just being on Google Plus or, you know, having Google authorship connected was just going to do all these incredible things for your ranking. And it just, you know, we knew it right. to be not true as much as we could know anything. But there was this one guy online who just was absolutely convinced that it was that simple and nothing you could say huh. could convince him otherwise. And he's just a little, you know, um, independent SEO, small business, um, you know, sort of sort of atmosphere. And after a while, like he just got, it felt like kind of annoying because he just keep coming back with the same argument every time. And right. I found myself, you know, and joining in with some of my my friends in the industry online, just beginning to kind of make fun of him and mock him, and you know, roll, you know, you could almost see our eyes rolling every time he would come into a discussion, and you know. Looking back, I feel bad about that. Not, you know, not that it's not that he was right. I'm so convinced he was totally off base. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, just how we treated him, and it was it just reminded me of how I was treated in middle school and you know early high school and by bullies and things like that. And you know, I don't want to see myself as a bully. So it's yeah, it's it's a really hard thing to be faced with that. Oh my God, you know, I, all my life I've fought against bullies and I've thought I'd stand up for the underdog. And here I am being a bully on again, that anonymity of online. That's so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of comes full circle just depending on the situation. Um, how have you had your share? I'm sure you have of trolls, like just people who, you know, you look through their profile and it's obvious they have like 30 followers, you know, on Twitter and they don't even use a real photo as a uh, profile photo. Cause that's happened to me a few times is someone will say something intentionally trying to start mm-hmm. something. And I look through their profile and it's obvious that they're just using this as a 
a trolling profile. Um, you know, you don't even know their real identity. How how have you handled that in the past? Uh, used to be very bad. You know, I used to fight with anybody. And <laughs> it didn't matter if they were if they were a troll or seemed to be a bot or a fake profile or you know or whatever. Or, or you know, obviously, like, you're I, ready to yeah, go. I was, you know, I did. I didn't discriminate at all in that area. Um, and then that's the area where it's probably been. I've probably been the most successful in recovering in this is like realizing that a troll is by definition is, you know, someone or something that's just there purely for the purpose of stirring something up and, and annoying. Right. And there's no profit. And so it's become easier and easier to walk away from that, like recognize that. So like, you know, it's become kind of a rule for me that to see like, Oh, this, this is just a troll, like just not engage anymore. And not worry about it. Not you know, because the thing the thing you have to get past. And this is again where like you know that training compassion book has really helped me a lot. Is like laying down ego. Is because it doesn't matter that it's a troll has two followers on Twitter, uh, and both of those are robots. Uh, <laughs> that if they you don't want them to have the last word, right? You know, they're they come back with something like, and they, you know, oh, that's so wrong, and you want to answer it because because, and it's like being able to give that up and walk away free and realize, you know what. 20 minutes later, forget, you know, even like a few days later, that doesn't matter. Like nobody's, right. nobody's staying up at night thinking about, you know, oh, that troll got the last <laughs> word on him. And, you know, so why does it matter so much to me? And letting that just fall off of you is a tremendous uh, freedom. So that's, that's my policy. I, again, I probably fail at it from time to time, but generally a policy is like if, if, if a person's just obviously a troll, don't engage. There's, you don't yeah. owe them anything. There's no real person there for you to try to win over or have a relationship with. It's it's not the goal. Yeah, I just instantly block now because then if I block, I don't go back and see their tweets or whatever. Like it's just out of my brain and I don't have to, you know, make myself not go see it because I can't unless I mm. went through all the steps to unblock them. Yeah. Cause it's still a hard thing. Isn't it? like we, it's amazing how we are yeah. as humans. Like, you know, um, I think part of my, you know, root of, of where this comes from is like, I, I believe I know that I have a, a deep need to be liked. Um, and I, I think that's very human. But I think, you know, right. that's saying like everybody doesn't <laughs> feel like, way, but it, <laughs> it, particularly me, like, you know, it's, it's wanting to please people, wanting to be liked, wanting to be thought well of, and you just have to separate the level of absurdity when that gets to the level of a troll that I would actually like stay up at night worrying what a troll thought about me. You know, it's like right. not, uh, not worth it. Um, you know, so being able to, you know, let those things go and, and then extend that that's like the training ground. Cause that's the easiest place and the most sensible place to do it. But then being able to extend that even to with friends and people you do know and people that you know are, are real. Um, and being having that freedom to not have to have the last word, to not have to correct, you know, dot every I and cross every T, the point of being annoying, and just, uh, you know, just at some point saying like, you know, let's we differ on that. Let's just let it go. Yeah, I one saying, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it stuck with me is, um, you know, are you going to care about this in a month from now, in a year no. from now? And the majority of, of arguments or drama that I've seen on, you know, in our industry on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I won't even remember like a year from now because it just 
we're on to the next thing or it just really was not a big deal. So I try to think about that as well Is is this, is this situation going to stick with me the rest of my life? And you know, 99.9% of the time it's not. So that's helped me is, Uh, is put it into perspective a little bit. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, to kind of wrap things up today, I know this is something you're working on, which we're not necessarily here to, to solve, you know, getting over the the wanting to be right all the time online. But um, if somebody else, you know, you saw a good, a good friend of yours in the industry or not, struggling with this, you know, if you thought of it from an outsider perspective, what's something that, that you would tell them? I'm not much different than what we've been saying here. You know, if, if there's somebody who I, you know, think would want to hear from me and and listen to me, you know, I think the first thing is to offer, like you can't just charge in um, to somebody's life and say, you know, I think you're handling this wrong. Let me tell you the six (laughs) things you need to do to, you know, but um, you know, starting with compassion again, you know, Hey, um, I saw that you can usually get an opening, like, you know, you private message somebody saying, Hey, I saw that argument you had online. You know, I've, yeah. I felt bad for you. And the other side, you know, and a lot of times that'll be the open. They'll come back and say, yeah, I was such a dick. And I was such a, you know, jerk in that. Like, I feel bad about how I did that or I'm, or I'm still emotionally upset about it. And then just, you know, opening the door to, to talk and then sharing, um, rather than coming at them with the, here's the five things you can do to, you know, right. to again, but doing what we've done, what you're doing so well with this podcast. And that is just sharing your own personal experience and saying like, Oh man, like I am so like that too. You know, I can identify with that. And, you know, here's something that I've been trying to do that's helped me. And I have such good friends that have done that for me. And any, anything that you've heard today or most of what you've heard today, if there's anything good or positive that I've shared, it's come from these wonderful friends that I have who will speak truth into my life and they know they have that open door and sometimes they have to wait a day or two until I've calmed down. <laughs> but, you know, I've learned from them and they, that's how they've approached, you know, they approach yeah. out of compassion and then out of sharing their own failings, their own, you know, which I think this is a wonderful podcast that you're doing because that's what we're doing here. Right. You know, we're, yes. we're, we're not, we're it. not sharing our, sharing our failures because it's, it's the messages. We all have them. We all do it and we can, we can help each other because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. And we might be in different boats, but you know, we're, we're in the same ocean of, of failures and yeah. <laughs> being human. So, well, Mark, oh, yeah. this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really appreciate hearing your perspective and I'm sure everyone else will too. Thank you, Kelsey. And to everyone listening, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on social media at story shout and Mark, if anybody wants to get a hold of you on social media, not to fight with you, but to maybe, you know, join in on the conversation, where could they reach you? Friendly people can reach me at (laughs) uh, just my name on Twitter. Twitter is where I'm the most active uh, and most engaged with people. So it's just at Mark Traphagen, T-R-A-P-H-A-G-E-N, no underscores or symbols or numbers or anything, uh, or just, you know, put my name in Google. You'll find all kinds of places to find me and find what I do. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you. And until next time, thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time, stay normal.